0: Large brands are coming into the space, like top kombucha companies, top beer companies, health and wellness beverages. The way they get into the market is always interesting. We help them navigate all sorts of different legal structures. It comes down to how they're comfortable entering the market. So there's certain clients where we only serve them in Canada because it's federally legal up there. They want to get the brand started. And then once it federally legalizes in the U.S., then we'll bring them back down into the U.S., where we have operations in six different states.
1: From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Ben Larson, the CEO at Vertosa. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Dan. Great to be here. Well, I appreciate you being with us today. In the past, smoking was always the most popular way to, to consume cannabis, but over the last couple of years, There's been a spike in infused beverages, cannabis infused beverages. Why is it taking so long for this sector to gain traction?
0: Great question. I I think in the past, it's largely been a technology barrier and just like an unfamiliarity with the format. It's not the natural format that the extracts from the plant want to take, right? It's a Mm -hmm. extremely hydrophobic compound when you extract it from the plant. So it's not the first thing that you think of. To put it into like a water-based beverage, right and okay that's why you had all these chocolates and brownies and all that kind of stuff in the earlier days uh-huh so you,
1: so the, the technology didn't exist, but I see on your website that you now have the technology to infuse just about anything I, I heard one of your videos <laughs> where they said coffee in the morning, uh, smoothie in the afternoon, wine in the evening. how have you accomplished this?
0: yeah, it's through great nanotechnology emulsions science I, I i don't know how to ge- <laughs> geeky to get with your audience yeah. but our our founder and chief scientist is a nano emulsion expert he's been doing it his entire career and nano emulsion is basically taking an oil and breaking it down to a very small droplet and then making it water dispersible and so okay. our expertise is doing just that and when i say nano basically we're talking like nanometers. Again, I don't know how geeky the audience is. So we'll just stop there. But it makes it really easy for the body to process, which increases the bioavailability and the experience becomes more rapid in comparison to like old formats. And so it's a really exciting format, not only because scientifically, it's an interesting way to consume the compounds. Our, Our entire culture as a human race has been built around beverages like When do you not have a coffee or a water or a soda or a beer or something in your hand? It's Anytime we're at a social event, that's that's what feels natural and sometimes a crutch for some people. So why not put cannabis in it and enjoy life a little bit more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also I think that for most people who are health conscious, the idea of smoking, even if somebody tells me it's safe, I still feel uncomfortable with it. And probably drinking, there's probably just as many uh, downsides to it, but I just feel a lot more confident drinking something than I do smoking something.
0: Look, at at this day and age, it's arguable which is more stigmatized, right? Like cannabis or smoking cigarettes. And so Mm -hmm. just that association alone lets us know that socially, we're driving towards like non-smoking type of product. And then there's the whole medical conversation. It's really hard to imagine that lighting up, a plant is going to be an actual medical delivery for medicine. Yeah. I, I like pre-rolls. I, I I like flour. Like that doesn't that doesn't mean I'm not going to consume it. It's just I'm saying from a, a perception standpoint of the general public that infused beverages, infused products in general are going to continuously gain market share.
1: Exactly. I think that's my point is that there's a huge segment of the market that will not smoke anything. And Mm -hmm. now you're opening up that market to cannabis. And I saw on your website that you work with a client to create the, um, is it the emulsion that they're Mm going to infuse into their products? So that doesn't seem like a one-size-fits-all process. That's right. There's there's probably a lot of common. (laughs) Can you give us kind of a feel for what some of the variations that your clients are looking for?
0: Well, so for those of us that are in the industry, we know conceptually the power of the plant and the versatility of the plant, right? And what we're trying to do is transmit that through to the infused products. Infused products of the past had a tendency to be pretty homogenous in experience. It was like Mm -hmm. a a long onset. It was kind of a heavy onset, sometimes unpredictable. And, And we're trying to completely flip that. We're trying to take infused products and make them as versatile and predictable as smoking. And so what we do when we engage a client is... Kind of like with the startup mindset, we we ask the founders or the p- product makers, like, what are you trying to deliver to your consumer? What are you trying to market to them? And then we build that system from the ground up. And there's some efficiencies that we've built over time because we serve over 100 clients in the market. But everything can change, like, in that process. And so what cannabinoids or origin do you want to say to the customer? Is it mm-hmm. about incorporating miners like THCV, or do you want like a full spectrum extraction from Humboldt, California? These are important questions because it's all marketing. And at the end of the day, selling a product is marketing. And then it goes further, the the encapsulation system itself, there's a variety of different ingredients that can create that system. We have very conventional nano emulsions that drive towards clarity and high bioavailability. But some people don't need all that. Yes, bioavailability is good. We can still achieve that, but we can go within a completely organic system. Okay. right? We have certified organic formulas on the hemp side of the business, and, and now that's starting to become available on the cannabis side of the business. But to deliver a highly bioavailable, stable system that is certified organic, there's a lot of opportunity there, too. And so we don't go into any project with a preconceived notion of what the right ingredient is until we have that conversation with the client.
1: Yeah, hopefully land on what their end goal is. You create a product that matches. Exactly. I see, I see on your, your website a testimonial from Pabst. I mean, it's not <laughs> like you have small customers looking at what you're doing. That's Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, right? That company? That's right.
0: That's right. That's cool. So all sorts of large brands are coming into the space, like top kombucha companies, top beer companies, health and wellness beverages. The way they get into the market is always interesting. We help them navigate all sorts of different legal structures. It comes down to... How they're comfortable entering a market. So there's certain clients where we only serve them in Canada because it's federally legal up there. They want to get the brand started. And then once it federally legalizes in the U.S., then we'll bring them back down into the U.S., where Mm -hmm. we have operations in six different states. We do do other formats. We believe that edibles in general will all be fast acting at some point. No one wants right, a slow yeah. experience. But beverage is really interesting because mainstream brands in the beverage category are always pushing the envelope. They're always the least like risk averse. If you go into a supermarket, you see the most creativity in the beverage aisle because they're yeah. always trying to capture the next best thing. And it's a really exciting market. There's a lot of money in it. And so we knew that. Our first major customer was Back in two thousand and nineteen we we engaged Vita Coco on the hemp side of the business, and they launched in both the u s and and the u k and realized that uh, the u s is a little challenging, but you know it's really showing good pickup in the u k so they're having their infused coconut waters out there and It's really exciting to help usher in this next breed of product to the mainstream.
1: It's so cool. That is so cool. You mentioned that you have operations in six states. Is that because through federal regulations, you can't cross state
0: lines? So you need separate operations in each state? That's right. We're at a unique position in the supply chain where we're the critical component that can't be shipped across states. And so if we go and set up operations, which we can do relatively efficiently, Then we need to just ensure that the supply chain is sophisticated enough to support these brands. Everything, the packaging, the non-active ingredients, that can be shipped from a centralized location. And so we're doing the hard work to kind of go and lay the groundwork, create a platform so these brands can have larger addressable markets and grow on top of our services. Again, the listeners probably understand the concept of like MSOs or multi-state operators. A lot of them are kind of like walled gardens. They're creating a lot of value for themselves. We're trying to turn that inside out. Great kind of a services based b2 b mSO oh
1: yeah I like that concept I like that concept but i, I do think that it's it's probably fairly expensive and most of that costs are front loaded does that mean that you have to raise capital or are you raising capital and help you to get through this
0: yeah a little bit of background i mean i I come out of the venture capital space i I've been working with early stage tech startups for over ten years now I, I got into okay. the cannabis industry back in two thousand fifteen so all that to say, Virtosa is venture backed. We have raised money in the past and I've always coached people into saying, you're always raising, you're always fundraising, you're always meeting investors, you're always getting them excited. It's just whether you're accepting checks or not. We've had a phenomenal run so far. We're only three and a half years old at this point, but we have experienced 3x growth over the last two years in a row and are preparing for our series A com q1 so yeah
1: wow that's exciting it's exciting we have all of Virtosa's information in the show notes so if you're interested in learning more about their products or participating in their growth i'm sure somebody from ben's team will be happy to speak to with you about that ben thanks for being on the show today this was fun
0: yeah thanks so much dan i appreciate the platform
1: thanks for listening to today's show